This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. There is a question among researchers of what is the best structure to operate a startup. Is a flatter structure with fewer layers of hierarchy the best? And what determines that success? That was uh, looked at by Ronnie Lee, who's an assistant professor of management at the Wharton School, and joins us to take a look at the research. Ronnie, thanks for a few moments today. Hi. Hi, good morning. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So in terms of, you know, we're seeing a, a high rate of startups right now. We've seen it through the pandemic. So looking at this uh, is an important element of research right now because of where we are with uh, with with startups right now? Or what, what was the driver behind this for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in my research, I examine why startups succeed or fail. And in particular, how their success or failure is driven by the organizational structure. Uh, and most entrepreneurs nowadays tend to dislike the notion of organizational structure and managers. And um, some have argued that managers and hierarchical structures are just for big, boring corporations and not for their new entrepreneurial ventures. So when launching their startups, many entrepreneurs tend to neglect and push aside the task of designing the organizational structure and keep it flat and informal. Um, instead, they primarily focus on all their attention on experimenting and finding the best business idea with the product market fit. Unfortunately, what many of them realize over time is that no matter how good the business idea is or how brilliant the team is, mismanagement can ultimately kill the business. And unfortunately, there are many cases where startups fail simply due to the lack of management structure. And that's why I think this in the research is important. I, I guess the assumption is with a lot of startups mm -hmm. that you want to have a lot of uh, voices in on uh, understanding where the path of the company uh, needs to go moving forward. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that, in that sense, that's why I think a lot of uh, academics and management consultants and practitioners suggest that traditional hierarchies are not just uh, for startups and they're somewhat outdated. Um, for example, Gary Hamill, a management scholar at the London Business School, um, wrote in his Harvard Business Review article that firms should file their managers and get rid of their hierarchical structures. Um, but I, uh, in my research, I kind of pushed back on such strong thoughts, and especially in the case of uh, startups. And this is because managers and hierarchical structures have some useful mechanisms, uh, especially for clarifying who makes what decisions and having accountability for those decisions. Um, just to elaborate, um, traditional hierarchies help employees know exactly who does what, when, and how, and kind of promotes the coordination by clear, setting clear expectations for behaviors of employees who would otherwise can get lost uh, in startups. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, I think that's why traditional hierarchies can do play an important role for startups too. There, there are two sides to this that, that you bring up: the creative. Yeah. success and the commercial success. And, and there obviously can be some challenges to reaching both, but I think a lot of startups would like to be able to, to find both. So what are the keys to finding both creative and commercial success? Yeah, that's a great question. And that would be the million dollar question, right? Um, yeah, ideally all companies would like to both promote creativity and also increase commercial performance, but 
Unfortunately, in many cases, they realize one at the expense of the other, and it's generally difficult to simultaneously achieve both. And what I find in the study is that uh, the trade-off between these two desired outcomes can be driven by the organizational structure. So, yeah, it's, it's always difficult to achieve both at some sense. Go back there and, and touch on something you mentioned yeah. a moment ago, that you can have uh, success creatively – but it'll end up being at the mm-hmm. expense of commercial or even vice versa, commercial success at the expense of creative. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, for example, let's, if you consider the movie industry, many independent films um, with uh, artistic merit more than often fail at the box office, right? And in contrast, commercially successful movies are generally criticized for their lack of creative merits. Um, and this also happens in the video game industry and many other industries too. And this trade-off occurs because, you know, to be creative and innovative, companies need to offer creative freedom to their employees so that they can generate and freely exchange novel ideas. However, you know, a business idea incorporating too many creative ideas uh, can commercially fail because it's just simply so eccentric and incoherent that consumers find it difficult to understand. So to commercially succeed, startups need to, to some extent, limit their employees' creative freedom and prevent aimless explorations of ideas. And they also need to cut ideas diplomatically without demotivating or creating conflicts among employees who generally tend to get emotionally attached to their ideas. And this is easier said than done, and finding the optimal balance between promoting creative freedom and preventing aimless um, idea explorations is a difficult challenge that all companies face. And in many, if not most cases, they find it difficult to find the right balance, and they tend to lean towards one at the expense of the other. So are there examples you can give of of companies that actually maybe went the path of more of the flat startup that that still uh, found themselves as very successful? Yeah, um, that's a great question. Um, yeah, the answer largely depends on how you define what success means here. But uh, if you just purely consider success in terms of firm growth and revenue, um, an example of a successful flat startup would include the video game company Valve or financial service companies like Morningstar. Um, both of these companies are... Uh, successful in the sense that while most other companies have eventually abandoned their flat hierarchies, uh, these two companies have kept their hierarchies relatively flat and have achieved more than a billion dollars in revenue last year. So they're somewhat successful. Um, But what is important to keep in mind is that these companies are not without problems. Uh, For instance, former employees of Valve have raised concerns regarding Valve's flat structure especially regarding how their flat structure can lead to high school-like conflicts and employee turnovers. So, yeah, it depends on how you define flat, uh, successful. Historically, then, do you see more cases of, of startups that start with that flat structure and end up moving into more of a hierarchical one? Yeah, uh, in the study, what I find is that they, many of them start flat, uh, with maybe one or two levels of hierarchy, a manager hierarchy. But eventually, when they scale their business and grow beyond uh, the size of 20 to 30 employees, they start imposing uh, hierarchical levels of managers. Um, and unfortunately, in many cases, uh, that 
those uh, the hierarchical structure comes in too late and they fail before they actually um, can utilize the benefits of the flat uh, hierarchical structure. Right, because I would think it, it, the larger you become and the more successful you become, mm-hmm. the harder it becomes to keep a flat structure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely, yeah. And one of the issues is that uh, without manual supervision uh, that's provided by the hierarchical structure, uh, employees can lose direction and they start you know, initiating projects that are not well suited for uh, their skills. They can drift into aimless explorations. And, you know, I still have no managers, managers to keep them in line. They start competing over projects, and these informal competitions just get out of control and result in conflicts among employees. And in many cases, the popular employees, uh, who tend to be the male majority, tend to acquire power and secure, you know, promising projects among themselves and often mar- marginalize and allocate less promising projects to minorities. So... Uh, while flat hierarchy can foster experimentation and creativity in the early stage, it can lead to you know, dysfunctional conflicts and coordination failure among employees and result in employee turnovers and ultimately lead to commercial failure. So what do you think ended up being the takeaway from this research and, and what's the message to be delivered to yeah. uh, entrepreneurs as they're you know, maybe even considering getting that startup running at this point? Yeah, um, the bottom line is that, you know, although many entrepreneurs dislike the notion of um, hierarchical structure and managers, they ultimately do need managers and do need to plan ahead and design the appropriate hierarchical structure way earlier than they think. Um, You know, one can argue that earlier on when they are experimenting their business ideas, managers and hierarchical structures just don't help because they can inadvertently limit the employee's creativity and hinder experimentation. However, you know, when they when these companies scale and execute their business ideas, startups ultimately need to hire managers and impose a hierarchical structure. And a hierarchical structure and its managers can help coordinate and resolve conflicts among employees and achieve better commercial success. And because it's very difficult to make a sudden transition from a flat to a hierarchical structure while busily working on and implementing their business ideas, uh, entrepreneurs need to plan ahead and have a hierarchical structure in mind. How much of a challenge then do you think it is of making that shift in structure, especially Mm -hmm. when potentially the creative side, I would think at that point in the development of a company might be the thing that is most impacted? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It is is a challenge. Um, And what what we find is, uh, what I find is that, you know, um, startups, if they promote uh, that they're flat earlier on, what happens is that employees have this set expectation that they'll keep being flat. And unfortunately, when they try right. to make the transition to a hierarchical structure, a lot of employees get upset and then leave the company. So key is to, I think, is to set the right expectation with the employees and have uh, the entrepreneur have the entrepreneur having a right uh, set of expectations for the employees that they'll grow into hierarchical structure. But as you kind of alluded to, I think a lot of people that go to work for a startup do have that expectation of, of a flat structure, yeah. and they do expect it. Yeah. And, and, and maybe it's even a little bit surprising uh, when, it, when you do see a shift and you go more to a hierarchical structure. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's... 
it's kind of it seems that uh, it's kind of it's kind of counterintuitive that startups will eventually uh, impose a hierarchical structure. But you know, if the startup aims to grow and scale their business um, and grow beyond the size of 20 to 30 employees, they will ultimately lead right. to a hierarchical structure, and it's way earlier than many um, entrepreneurs think. Ronnie, what what's the next? Is there a next step? You know, having done this research, that uh, mm-hmm. you want to go down in terms of a next path to look at to research? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So I'm currently working with my um, co-authors at the University of Michigan, and we what we're looking at is um, how job posting, uh, how featuring a flat hierarchy in the job posting affects um, um, uh, the job applicant for a pool of startups. So. You know, the common perception is that uh, perception is that um, a flat hierarchy will attract more employees, and especially female uh, employees, because um, you know a flat hierarchy can provide autonomy and flexibility in work arrangements, and female employ- uh, female candidates will uh, pre- appreciate uh, such autonomy because they can balance out their work uh, work and life, um, you know, their family duties. Uh, but in this study, we ran a field experiment uh, with more than 8,000 candidates, uh, job candidates, and what we find is that a flat hierarchy actually decreases the proportion of female candidates in the applicant pool by 25%. So what we, uh, what we eventually show is that um, featuring a job, uh, flat hierarchy, the job posting, can inadvertently decrease the employee diversity uh, in a startup and ultimately hurt their uh, performance in the long run. All right. And Ronnie, great research. Kind of right now. Okay. Very much. Ronnie, great research. Thank you very much for a few moments and all the best uh, with your future work. Thank you, sir. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Ronnie Lee, Assistant Professor of Management at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.